flood rescuers press on in southern Ukraine after dam disaster. Andrew E. Kramer Paulson Paulson and Jolie Liston Paulson The New York Times and Jolie Liston and Jolie Liston Mark Santora Mark Santora Andrew E. Kramer Victoria Kim Victoria Kim Victoria Kim Andrew E. Kramer Kwame Opam Lawrence Tan Andrew E. Kramer Richard Perez Pena James C. McKinley Jr. Kwame Opam Tyler Hicks Aurelian Breeden Kwame Opam Kwame Opam Eric Schmidt Aishvarya Covey Aishvarya Covey Matthew Poke Big Matthew Poke Big Farnes Fasahai Farnes Fasahai Max Barrett Kwame Opam Rescue and evacuation efforts continued on Wednesday in an expansive area of southern Ukraine flooded by the destruction of the Kakovka Dam a day earlier as another humanitarian disaster unfolded along the front lines of the war. Floodwaters, which were expected to peak Wednesday morning, engulfed streets and homes in dozens of communities, sent residents fleeing on boats, and dislodged roofs that floated away. According to Ukrainian officials, an estimated 16,000 people were at risk on the Ukrainian-controlled western bank of the Dnipro River and 25,000 more would need to be evacuated on the eastern bank, which is under Russian control. As the scale of the disaster began to come into focus, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine said that hundreds of thousands of people were without normal access to drinking water and that the emergency services were working to provide assistance in Ukrainian-controlled areas. The Russian-installed administrators of Novokakovka, the city adjacent to the dam and attached hydroelectric plant, said floodwaters, had begun receding, Wednesday morning. Seven people were reported missing, they said, while cautioning that those were preliminary figures. Experts said a deliberate explosion inside the dam, which has been under Russian control since early in the war, most likely caused the massive structure of steel-reinforced concrete to crumble. Moscow blamed Ukraine, calling the blast an act of sabotage, but did not elaborate on how it might have been done. Mr. Zelensky said Russian forces had blown up the dam to use the flood as a weapon. But he said that the destruction of the dam would not affect Ukraine's ability to deoccupy its own territories, an apparent reference to a counteroffensive by Ukrainian forces that American and Russian officials said this week might have begun east of the Dnipro. Ukrainian officials said that in addition to the humanitarian crisis, the flooding would cause a widespread ecological disaster. Mr. Zelensky said an oil slick of at least 150 tons was being washed out to the Black Sea and that untold chemicals, fertilizers and oil products in the flood regions would end up in the rivers and the sea. The flooding could also increase the risk posed by landmines by exposing underground mines planted on the banks of the Dnipro River by Russian and Ukrainian forces and washing them downstream, according to the United Nations and groups working to clear the mines. The draining of the Kakovka Reservoir created by the dam could also affect safety at the nearby Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which relies on the reservoir to cool its reactors. Fighting continued to rage on Tuesday and Wednesday. Russia launched 35 long-range missiles of various types and carried out 41 airstrikes over the past 24 hours, Ukraine's military headquarters said in its morning update on Wednesday. Along the front line, soldiers fought in 30 engagements, it said. Ola Prystan, a city on the Russian-occupied side of the Dnipro River downstream from the destroyed dam, is 80% flooded, in some cases up to the roofs of houses, according to Gennady Nedlyakov, the Russian-installed head of the city administration. 
more than 200 people were evacuated Tuesday and another 1,000 to 1,500 people would be evacuated Wednesday, Russia's TASS state news agency quoted him as saying. For villages downstream from the dam on the Russian-occupied side of the Dnipro River, Korsunka, Karawai-Nky, Kozachi-Lahiri and Dnipriani are completely flooded, in some cases up to the roofs of the houses, the Russian-installed mayor of Novokakovka, Vladimir Leontiev, told the Russian newspaper Izvestia. He said 17 of roughly 900 people rescued were picked up from the roofs of their houses. President Volodymyr Zelensky said that hundreds of thousands of people have been left without normal access to drinking water by the dam disaster. In a post on the Telegram app, he said Ukraine's emergency services were working on the issue but could only provide help on the territory controlled by Ukraine. Even at that level, though, the existing water at the plant and other sources can be used for some time to cool the reactors and spent fuel pools, the agency said. The plant has enough water stored to supply the plant for several months because its reactors are not operating, Rafael Mariano Grossi, the agency's director, said. The destruction of a pivotal dam in Ukraine was widely condemned at a tense United Nations Security Council meeting on Tuesday during which Kiev's allies demanded Russia be held accountable for the invasion without directly blaming Moscow for the dam's collapse. It was Russia that started this war, it was Russia that occupied this area of Ukraine, and it was Russian forces that took over the dam illegally last year and have been occupying ever since, Ambassador Robert Wood, a United States representative to the UN, said. Ukraine and Russia have blamed each other for the collapse of the Kakovka Dam early Tuesday morning. Ukraine claims Russia detonated a bomb inside the structure, while the Kremlin has said Ukrainian saboteurs destroyed it. Whoever was responsible, Ukrainians and Russians on both sides of the Dnipro River must contend with a massive disaster. During the meeting, the Russian ambassador, Vasily Nebenzia, again laid blame on Ukraine for the dam's collapse, calling it an unthinkable crime. Mr. Nebenzia painted the dam's destruction as part of a Ukrainian plan to improve its position for a counteroffensive and to intimidate the civilian population. We call on the UN Secretary-General to finally give an objective assessment of the terrorist actions of the Kiev regime and condemn them, he said. But the Ukrainian ambassador, Sergei Kislitsia, addressing the Security Council, called the destruction of the dam a terrorist act by Russia that aims at causing as many civilian casualties and as much destruction as possible. A few countries directly accused Russia of destroying the dam, including Albania, Latvia and Poland. But Ukraine's most powerful allies on the Security Council, including the United States and Britain, stopped short of accusing Moscow. They focused their comments on the human suffering in the Kherson region, where flooding caused by the dam's collapse has forced people to flee their homes. Ukrainian officials estimate there are about 16,000 people on the Ukrainian-controlled Western Bank and another 25,000 people on the Russian-controlled Eastern Bank who are in the path of flooding. This act has put thousands of civilians in danger and is causing severe environmental damage to the surrounding area, James Karyoki, Britain's deputy ambassador to the UN, said. Flooding threatens to contaminate water supplies and vital natural habitats. Vast swathes of agricultural land and electricity supplies are also at risk. And this in turn threatens food production and the international food trade. 
The French ambassador, Nicolas de Riviere, noted the loss of the dam also affects the safety of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which uses the reservoir created by the dam for cooling fuel and now must rely on a backup cooling pond. The destruction of the dam further increases the threats to the safety and security systems of the Zaporizhia power plant, he said. Krivy RIH, Ukraine, the loss of a large reservoir above a blown-up dam in southern Ukraine poses no immediate risk of a meltdown at Europe's largest nuclear power plant, even though the plant uses the reservoir water for cooling, the head of Ukraine's state-owned nuclear company said Tuesday in an interview. That's because the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant was designed to let engineers shut down its six nuclear reactors even in the event the Kakovka Dam were to collapse and the reservoir to drain, as is now happening. The plant can still draw water from a large cooling pond on the grounds. There are design conditions which were calculated for this event, Petro Koten, the president of Energodom, said. There are no dire consequences that are critical for the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Mr. Koten said the plant can be kept safe after losing the reservoir as its primary source of cooling water if the Russian force occupying the site manages it correctly. The possibility of a radiation release now depends on their actions, what they have on their minds, what they do with the nuclear materials in their possession, Mr. Koten said. All six of the plant's reactors are currently shut down but still require water to circulate in their cores to dissipate residual heat from nuclear reactions. Each reactor also needs water for a cooling pond for spent fuel. Supplying cooling water at the plant now, and perhaps for years to come, will depend on maintaining water levels in the site's cooling pond, which used to be fed by the reservoir. The plant has wells that can be drawn on to refill the pond. As an additional safety measure put into place after the Fukushima nuclear accident in Japan in 2011, it also has six truck-mounted pumps that can be driven to a water source, such as the Dnipro River running through the bed of the drained reservoir, and pump cooling water through pipes back to the plant. These trucks were originally envisioned as backups for individual reactors but could be used to refill the plant's cooling pond, Mr. Coton said. The plant's operating manuals say the reactors can be shut down safely, the fuel inside the cores can be cooled and water can be circulated in the spent fuel cooling pools for 12 years drawing only on the large on-site pond, Mr. Coton said. This is longer than three to eight years required to cool fuel after a reactor shutdown so it can be safely transferred to dry storage, he said. Without a reliable source of additional cooling water, he added, the reactors cannot be restarted. And if the Russian occupying force restarts a reactor, he said, the additional heat will cause cooling water to evaporate more quickly and the water levels in the pond could drop. One big worry for Ukrainian officials is that the Russians might sabotage the plant or damage the reactors to accomplish some war aim, Mr. Koten said. If it is established the Russians were responsible for blowing up the dam, as Ukraine claims, it would only reinforce those fears. They threaten the whole world with their presence, Mr. Koten said of the Russian occupation force at the site. To secure the site, he said, we need to liberate the plant, get them out and put our staff in as the legal operator. A deliberate explosion inside the Kakovka Dam, on the front line of the war in Ukraine, most likely caused its collapse on Tuesday, according to engineering and munitions experts, who said that structural failure or an attack from outside the dam were possible but less plausible explanations. 
Ukrainian officials blamed Russia for the failure, noting that Moscow's military forces, which have repeatedly struck Ukrainian infrastructure since invading last year, controlled the dam spanning the Dnipro River, putting them in a position to detonate explosives from within. It was mined by the Russian occupiers. And they blew it up, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine wrote on social media. Russian officials, in turn, blamed Ukraine, but did not elaborate on how that might have been done. We are talking about deliberate sabotage by the Ukrainian side, Dmitry S. Peskov, the Kremlin spokesman, told reporters. Experts cautioned that the available evidence was very limited, but they said that an internal explosion was the likeliest reason for destruction of the dam, a massive structure of steel-reinforced concrete, completed in 1956. And local residents reported on social media that they heard a huge explosion around the time the dam was breached, at 2.50 a.m. A blast in an enclosed space, with all of its energy applied against the structure around it, would do the most damage, and even then, they said, it would require hundreds of pounds of explosives, at least, to breach the dam. An external detonation by a bomb or missile would exert only a fraction of its force against the dam, and would require an explosive many times larger to achieve a similar effect. The Kakovka Dam had been damaged repeatedly in more than a year amid heavy fighting, and each side has accused the other of shelling it. The Russians captured it last year when they advanced to the Dnipro and beyond, but months later the Ukrainians pushed Russian forces off the West Bank, turning the river and the dam into part of the boundary between the warring sides. The Russians held onto the dam itself. It is not clear, though, that the kind of damage the dam had sustained was anywhere near enough to cause it to break down. Dams do fail, it's absolutely possible, said Gregory B. Backer, a professor of engineering at the University of Maryland and member of the National Academy of Engineering, who has studied dam failures. But, he added, I look at this and say, gosh, this looks suspicious. Since early May, water has risen above the gates and crested over the top of the dam. Satellite images taken last week showed more of the roadway gone. When dams collapse because of unusually heavy water flows, the failures normally would start on the earthen part of the dam, on either bank, Mr. Backer said. But photos and videos show that the Kakovka Dam was first breached in the middle, next to the power plant adjoining the Russian-held bank. Both ends of the dam appeared to be intact at first, though as the day went on, more and more of it collapsed. A combination of damaged sluice gates and high water might tear away a few gates, but would not be expected to rip apart so much of the dam, Mr. Backer said. John Kirby, a spokesman for the National Security Council, said the United States has been monitoring the effects of the destruction of the Kakovka Dam, but that he could not confirm news reports that Russia was responsible. We are working with the Ukrainians to gather more information, Kirby said. We know there are casualties, including likely many deaths, though these are early reports and we cannot quantify them. Asked if the U.S. would consider the destruction to be a war crime, Kirby said it was too early to determine. But he stressed that Russia was illegally occupying the dam at the time of the explosion. It's very clear that the deliberate destruction of civilian infrastructure is not allowed by the laws of war, he said. 
A large pond next to the Kakavka Reservoir contains enough water to cool the reactors at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant for some months, lessening the immediate risk posed to the plant when the reservoir's dam was destroyed on Tuesday, the International Atomic Energy Agency said in a statement. It is therefore vital that this cooling pond remains intact, the statement said. Nothing must be done to potentially undermine its integrity. A critical dam on the Dnipro River in southern Ukraine broke overnight on Tuesday, endangering tens of thousands of people who live downstream. It was not clear what caused the breach. Ukraine blamed Russia, saying that there had been an explosion in an engine room. Russia said that Ukrainian forces had carried out sabotage. Ukrainian officials began evacuating people in the Kherson region on Tuesday as huge volumes of water gushed from the dam's reservoir. Floodwaters were expected to rise through the night and peak on Wednesday morning, the head of Yukhydrinergo, a state-owned hydropower company, said in an interview. The UN Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, decried the destruction of the Kakovka hydroelectric dam, calling it a monumental humanitarian, economic and ecological catastrophe and yet another example of the horrific price of war on people. The dam is near the front line of the war. Videos of the dam, in the town of Novokakovka, reviewed by the New York Times do not reveal what caused the destruction. But they do show water flowing freely through the dam, indicating severe damage. A day before the disaster, American and Russian officials said a planned Ukrainian counteroffensive appeared to have begun east of the Dnipro River in the Donetsk region. The flooding could divert both sides' attention and resources from that counteroffensive. Located near the front line of the war in the southern Kherson region, the dam and nearby infrastructure have been damaged by shelling throughout the war. The area including the dam and the adjacent hydroelectric plant has been occupied by Russian forces since last year. The Ukrainians now say the power plant cannot be restored. Engineering and munitions experts said that an internal explosion was the most likely cause of the destruction. Russia and Ukraine traded blame. On Tuesday, Russia and Ukraine blamed each other for the destruction, without offering evidence. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine blamed Russian terrorists, while the Kremlin's spokesman, Dmitry S. Peskov, blamed Ukrainian forces, describing what happened as sabotage. They decided that now, in this way, they will be able to stop the counteroffensive of Ukrainian forces, Natalia Humeniuk, a spokeswoman for Ukraine's Southern Command, told Radio Svoboda on Tuesday. Sergei K. Shoigu, Russia's defense minister, accused Ukraine of destroying the dam, saying Kyiv wanted to move forces and equipment defending Kherson to other parts of the front to help with its counteroffensive. Security of the dam, a vital source of water and power, has been a continuing concern during the war, with both sides accusing the other of plotting to destroy it. John F. Kirby, a spokesman for the National Security Council, said that the United States had been monitoring the effects of the destruction of the Kakovka Dam but that he could not confirm news reports that Russia was responsible. Thousands of people are at risk. Communities along the waterway are at risk of being flooded and washed away. More than 40,000 people could be in the path of flooding on both the Russian and Ukrainian-controlled sides of the river, according to the Deputy Prosecutor General of Ukraine. 
In telephone interviews arranged by a group distributing humanitarian aid in Antonivka, residents described how they had watched as rising waters crept from house to house. They kept their distance from the riverbank, where Russian snipers on the opposite side have in the past fired at residents, they said. The eastern bank of the river, south of the dam, is controlled by Russian forces. The damage threatens to disrupt vital services provided by the dam's reservoir. It will cause a severe shortage of drinking water in the Dnipro, Zaporizhia and Kherson regions, said Ayer Siroda, the hydropower company chief. Flooding could also wash mines from their original positions into previously safe areas, posing a fatal risk to civilians returning to their homes. Russian officials say the destruction could pose problems for a canal, supplying water to Crimea. It also provides water for the cooling of reactors and spent fuel at the nearby Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, but Ukrainian officials and the UN's nuclear watchdog said Tuesday that the facility was not at immediate risk of meltdown as a result of the damage to the dam. Towns are submerged, with water still rising. Towns continued to disappear under the water flowing from the reservoir early Wednesday, forcing more residents to evacuate. In Novokakovka, where the dam is, the city hall and palace of culture were inundated. Floodwaters swept even areas miles downriver. Residents in one village could be seen wading through their front yards, rescuing pets and belongings. Roads were submerged, putting people trying to escape at risk of being stranded. The magnitude of the flooding's impact is difficult to gauge as waters are still rising. Reliable information is hard to come by, especially from the Russian-held areas east of the Dnipro River. Shelling has continued as residents escape their flooded homes.